Today, I have another juicy topic for you, and that is what to do if situations and or people trigger you. Hello and welcome to the Successful, Sensitive and Intuitive Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Lydia Sophia Wilmsen, and I am an intuitive success mentor for sensitive entrepreneurs. In this podcast, I speak about the challenges sensitive and intuitive entrepreneurs face. I offer you new perspectives and solutions, as well as experiences of other entrepreneurs. Plus, I speak about my personal experience of being a highly sensitive person who has successfully built and scaled two businesses. All of that with the goal to make you and your business even more successful in your very unique and authentic way. Have fun and enjoy. And yeah, don't we all know this? Don't we all know situations when people triggered us or when the situation triggered us? And a client, a former client of mine was actually coming up with this question. And I thought, okay, let's talk about this. And actually, like today, I just want to give you some ideas how to deal with triggers in general, because obviously we could go into very specific triggers themselves, like each and one of them and see why it is trigger triggering you and how to change that. So for today, it's it's more of an overview and it's still super helpful because usually we ask the wrong questions. When we think about triggers, we point fingers at the other person. Like, let's take um, a person. We say, oh my goodness, that person is so horrible. That person is so impolite or that person is so childish. Or, you know, I told that person like, 10 times already what I want and the person is still not delivering. Or I told that person I don't like this behavior and the person is still showing up in that way. So it is always about the other person. Like the person is doing something, is behaving in a way or is not even doing anything or behaving in any way. It's just like exuding, exuding a, a specific energy and we get triggered by it. And I love this, you know, pointing one finger at the other means like three fingers are pointing back at us. So yeah, there is a lot of truth in it. So when it comes to triggers, it is really not about the other. It is about you. And you can actually be super grateful to the other person showing you an unhealed or unintegrated part in yourself. So actually, even though triggers are sometimes like really shitty and really not nice situations or the emotions which are being triggered are not the ones you want to experience in that moment, you can actually be super, super grateful because they are showing you something in you that you can heal or that you can integrate and change in yourself or just see differently in yourself. And that will change how, yeah, if the situation tr keeps on triggering you or not. Basically, a trigger is the behavior or the being of another person creates emotional reaction in you. Once in a while, that's fine. Like if someone says someone says something and you get super angry, that's a healthy, it's a healthy emotion per se. It just means, okay, there is something I dislike. I'm going to go for what I need and what I want. The, the thing is, if it's a pattern, if you like get triggered by the same thing over and over again. Like you get angry all the time at a specific habit or a specific behavior of other people. 
And that's just too much because you're angry all the time or sad or feeling unfulfilled or feeling or you feel you're not being seen in the right way. So if it becomes a pattern or if you can see a pattern that this is happening like more frequently, then it's something to take a look at. Or you can also see it in that way that you keep attracting the same situations and the same kind of people who then trigger you, trigger you in a specific way. So or so, it's not about the other person, it's about you. Either the emotion, which is being triggered again and again, or that you seemingly attract the kind of people who then trigger you. So, because we can say, of course, you're not responsible of what other people do. However, you're responsible of what you let into your life. If you let people into your life who keep on triggering you in a specific way, that's on you. So, it is always... Like the finger is always pointing back at you and not in a way to make you feel bad. Or like I'm not saying that so that you feel judged or something. It's not about that. It's really about taking your, taking your power back and see that triggers can show you so much about yourself and actually help you to change and help you to, to go to a next level in your personal lives or in your business life. So that's the general overview on triggers. And now the question is what to do with them. And the most important thing really is the awareness, to become aware that there is a trigger. Very often this happens unconsciously, you know, like things happen, you become very angry and you're not even aware that this happens more often. You always think like, why is that person so shitty? Why does that person have this strange behavior? So the first step really is awareness. Like, oh, this kind of behavior keeps on triggering me. What is going on in me? Or I keep on meeting people who have all the same strange character, character trait that I really dislike. Then again, why is it that all those people end up in my close proximity? What is it that I am being shown this character trait over and over again? And then I want you to become very, very curious about the trigger itself. So detach from it and just look at it, observe it and see what is happening. What is the pattern there? And I will give you or I want to give you some ideas how to understand what is happening, what the trigger actually is. And then you basically be the detective in your own life and figure out what is applicable, applicable in your situation. So it could be that it is something. So for example, a person behaving, behaving in a specific way that really triggers you, that you really dislike. So it could be something that in an overstated form disgusts you in yourself. And you really have to go deep for that. You know, it's very often it's not visible on the first view. You really have to dig a little bit deeper to become aware of that. So it could be something that is being shown to you in a very over-exaggerated way, in a very overstated way or form. And it's actually something you know deep, deep down inside that you have this in yourself and you really hate it in yourself. But it's easier to point the finger at the other person and say, oh, I hate this behavior. It's really like, why is that person doing that? And actually it's triggering something in you. It's resonating with something in you that you dislike. One example from my earlier days <laughs> was when 
yeah, when there were people who didn't speak up for themselves, like kind of not even bullying, just people, you know, someone talked like really down on them and they didn't speak up. And there was part in me or part of me who didn't do that for myself. So there was like some behavior I had in myself and I really disliked in myself that I couldn't stand up for myself or not in the way I wanted that I was very silent and I just let other people talk in a specific way to me that I actually wasn't okay with, but I didn't say anything. And I didn't address it in myself. And instead, it was being mirrored to me in the outside world. And I really hated it how that person didn't stand up for himself or for herself. So actually, it was not about the other person. It was about me. A behavior was shown to me that I had very deeply hidden in myself that I really disliked about myself. And sometimes, you know, we can go like into epic widths here. It can, like, if you go into really traumatic things, <clears throat> oh no, das machen wir wieder weg, das wird zu kompliziert. Or it could be something that you secretly wish you had as well. So you either wish, you like you secretly wish you had yourself or even unconsciously. Sometimes a behavior in another person, perhaps in a very exaggerated way, is some, something we secretly long for. For example, you know, if you're bitching and whining about very girly, like this was such a thing for, especially for strong women. I had this myself. And I know many people who have this, like, this dislike or even disdain for women who are very girly and who are very, like, don't do anything by themselves. They are just the beautiful looking, like, kind of seemingly dumb person, which most of the time they are not. They are highly intelligent and who choose to, yeah, to just sit on the side of the car and being like the nice little bunny of the guy or something. And, you know, when you dig deeper there, there is a part in you, like perhaps not in you, but just as an example, that secretly admires that, but you can't be open about it. Like you can't even uh, accept this in yourself nor in the other person. And it might not be that specific behavior, just a part of this. This way of like, oh, I just surrender. I just am. I don't have to do anything because... Just through how I show up, men do everything for me. And this was such a big part, especially in strong women who learn to be independent, who learn to do everything by themselves, that they secretly yearned for someone to take the lead, for someone to just pleasure them, for someone to just be there for them and read like every read every desire from their eyes or something. And yeah, it's easy to point fingers at people who perhaps not in the way you want it, however, are really good in being exactly that person that it triggers you so much because it is something you secretly wish somehow it would be like that in your life or just in a tiny little bit and you don't have, have that. It basically shows you a lack of something in your own life that you secretly wish for. Or another situation I had in my own family. That was that my mother uh, never spoke up. She always said, like for a long time, she always said, oh, I don't know. Like she never took a stand for something. It was always, I don't know. It was like this total passive person for a time. And I hated that. I This would trigger me so much that I basically could start screaming. And yes, there was like when I dug deeper at some point, 
it became clear to me that, yeah, it's, you know, this, I don't know anything. I, that means I can't do anything by myself in my life. I'm at the mercy of everyone else, but also people will do stuff for me. So it was, at the one side, it was helplessness at par, like par excellence, par excellence. And at the other side, people showed up for her and did stuff for her. If I looked at my father, he did everything for my mother. So very interesting. Like this helplessness triggered me so much. And of course, because again, I was a very independent person who made all the money, who did everything, who was like traveling the world. And this just like a tiny little bit of this helplessness, like I longed for it, but I couldn't even accept that in myself. So of course, it triggered me so much to see this in another person. And I made it wrong in the other person because I couldn't accept it in myself. So those are two things you can look out for. Either that it is something that you really dislike in yourself or that it is something you secretly yearn for. And in the beginning, people usually say like, no way. I like, no way. There is nothing in this behavior. Like I, I could see anything in that. But if you go deeper, if you look for like, you see the negative behavior and then you look for the positive expression because every behavior has a positive and a negative, like a, a shadow aspect and a light aspect. So for example, who's someone who is very, seemingly very helpless and like in this childlike position on the positive if you look at it what is the positive in that is like that person can surrender can just give up control so you can look at every behavior from a negative pole or from a positive pole so if something is really negative and really trigger triggering you look for that positive pole in that behavior and then see if there is something that you would like to have Or if there is something, I had this with a former client, she was, she really hated people who were like kind of impolite. They said like, you know, they weren't really friendly asking, oh, how do you do that? They were really upfront and kind of impolite. And it triggered her so much. It triggered her so much that she basically couldn't work the whole day anymore. So that's really not helpful if you have such kind of triggers in your life. And we figured it out or she figured it out at some point what the positive is in that behavior that she was lacking, that she was actually, like, she actually wanted to have more of that in her life, but she didn't. And um, that was this kind of just stating and going for what you want. That person just didn't give a fuck about the opinion of other people. That person just went for what he wanted in his life, and he didn't care about the opinion of others. And my um, former client, she was actually... She was longing for that. She was longing, not being like impolite to other people, but she was longing for not giving a fuck anymore. Like she gave a fuck about everything. Opinions of others were so, so problematic for her. Like she was always creating her self-worth around opinion of others. But it was really the opposite of freedom. And she won, she didn't want this anymore. So that was a perfect example of a behavior of someone when we just see the trigger, when we just see, ah, that's bad behavior, that we miss out on a whole opportunity of change in ourselves. And funny enough, people who used to trigger us don't trigger us anymore. When we deal with that internal crap in ourselves, how other people behave, doesn't really trigger us anymore. 
So very often a trigger like really connects with this lower self of yours, with un unexpressed emotions, with unexpressed anger, hate. Like if you see someone who can be like very loud, very dominant, and perhaps even showing his or her anger, and if you have such a problem with that, it might very well be that you are not expressing anger that you have deep inside of you. Usually what you're hating in someone else really attaches to some emotions you have lingering in yourself. The same with hate or with limiting thoughts, limiting beliefs. They can be, they're just being mirrored back to you from the other person. And then there is the thing, what I mentioned before, if someone does something you dislike or doesn't do something you would like them to do, it's the same scenario in the case that you put it on the other person. You put on the other person like how you feel, or you give your control to that person how you feel. You give your power away. So your job is either to communicate your needs, to communicate what you want. And then, so usually it's a communication issue. It's not a something like if you are being triggered by it, it just means you haven't communicated what you actually want in a way that the other person understands it. Or if you keep communicating your desires, your needs, and the other person doesn't show up, then it, you have to ask yourself why you are staying in that situation. So or so, the question is being given back to you. It's not about the other person. And then the nice thing is, as I just said, once you have dealt with that stuff, with, the, with this rage, with the anger, the sadness, the limiting thoughts, the limiting beliefs in yourself, people won't trigger you anymore. And even like I speak a lot to obviously highly sensitive people here. And for example, for me, it used to trigger me so much, like noise used to trigger me so much. It physically hurt me. And also, but there was emotional attachment to it as well. So, for example, if there was a loud um, biker on the street, it made like it put me in rage. I could have killed that person. So that was obviously a total overreaction, and I had to deal with like, why does this make me so angry? Besides the very loud no noise, and there was a lot around like, ah, oh, why is that person not taking care of like his surroundings and of other people? Why does he not give a fuck of? about how other people feel and i had to point at that uh, i had to point that back to me why like where in my life am i not taking care of myself or of other people so there are always really great question around triggers that you can ask yourself and once i solved that for myself that question once i always started pointing the finger back at me for example now those bikers i can just love like I actually do like like them, kind of. <laughs> I think they are funny and it's still sometimes it's like mild annoyance, but like, you know, that's all, all there is left. And I just close my ears. I know it hurts my ears, but also that has gotten better. It's still super loud, but with letting go of the emotional attachment to this, like, oh, that person is not taking care of his surroundings and stuff like that. Also the physical like hurt has gotten less. So yeah, trigger, like start seeing triggers 
in a positive way. They are actually pointers at what you can still heal in yourself. And it's not that I want to say that you're broken. It's not about that. It is just personal development. If you want that this behavior stops from other people, look at yourself. And it will stop in the way that either you're not resonating with it anymore, so either you don't see it anymore, or it just doesn't interest you anymore. It has no emotional attachment anymore. The person can go crazy, play the, play the clown, play the, the child, play the whatever, and you're not playing the game anymore. You look at that person and you say like, yeah, it's up to them if they choose to be that person now. That's totally fine with me. It does not have any attachment to me. It does not have any effect on me, basically. And this is a powerful, powerful place to live in. It actually is pure freedom. Like you are not triggered. And the same with situations. I didn't mention situations yet. Like the situation we have right now, for example, I'm a freedom-oriented person. So the situation we have right now in COVID-19, like now the whole year of 2020 was like basically a little bit the opposite of freedom as I was used to. And still, as long as you have this inner freedom and inner power, Nothing can really be taken away from you. And also things that happened, like, which triggered me very much because I am a lot about liberty and not taking away that from people and stuff like that. And when I looked into why is that triggering me so much, I could actually, like, get, like, next level of spiritual, not enlightenment, but spiritual awakening on that. So... A trigger is basically a blessing in, in disguise. If you start seeing it like that, you let go of fear and you can learn so much about yourself and you can change so much or heal so much in yourself that not only you benefit, you can heal generational trauma with that. So your kids will benefit, your whole family will benefit, your friends, your partners, like your clients, everything, everyone. So this was a little overview and deep dive into triggers. And I think if you want to share some specific triggers with me, just send me a message and I can make a podcast on specific triggers. So if you say, oh my goodness, I have this stepmother and she says X, Y, Z, and this drives me crazy. So if you have a scenario like that, share it with me and I might make a podcast episode out of that. So much for now. If you have any further questions, if you're interested in working with me, reach out to me, send me a message and then we'll talk. Much love to you. Did you like this podcast episode? Then I would be super, super grateful if you gave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Super helpful. And please subscribe to the podcast and share it with people who you know can benefit from it. You can find all links to my social media profiles, my website and contact form in the show notes. And whenever you're ready to take a next step, and that means you want to live a life of more on all levels, then send me a message with where you want to go and what is keeping you where you are, like what keeps you stuck at the moment. And then I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you for listening and until the next episode, much love to you, Lydia. Lydia.